Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Hey guys, Pastor James here. Um, Good morning and happy Memorial Day. Um, I'm excited about today. I'm actually having a really good day and um, this is actually one of my favorite weekends because I have like so many memories that 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 come with it and um, it's one of one of those um, holidays that that through my life has um, really um, been about family and so because my family made a big deal about it it's kind of a big deal to me and so for some of you guys it might too. I remember growing up you know, one of the things we did was uh, we always went out to the um, grave and graves and um, of family members and stuff. But I remember going with my grandparents and even with my great grandma out to those graves and and um, honoring and remembering those people. And um, like one of my great uncles was killed in 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 World War Two, and so um, and then um, hearing the stories about what he was like and the sacrifice he made, and then. Just our other family, like like my great grandma's mom and dad and their grandpa, and just hearing stories that were passed down, and it was a day of remembrance and a day that we could go back and say, you know something, I have roots, I have somewhere where I come from, and and it kind of grounds you and gives you um, a steadiness to your life, and so I remember that about that, and and I remember how big of a deal it was to honor people, so so I want to honor people today. Some, some people out there maybe have lost loved ones or um, recently to, you know, COVID or something else. And so I'm sorry that you're, you're going through that, but, but um, no, we're praying for, for all and we just wish you the best or other things too. So this can be a difficult season for some, but it also can be a season that we can celebrate. And what can we celebrate? We can celebrate the impact that those people had on our lives. And so and we can even celebrate the impact that that um, the people right now in our lives are having on us. And sometimes we forget get those, and may, they might be the easiest ones to forget because they're right here, and we can take them for granted. And and so God just wants us to know that I want you to remember and honor and love people, and that's what God's called us to do. So today, I just want to share a little bit from my heart about about that and how we can honor honor God, but we can also honor people. And so both those who, who are with us and those who, who went on before us and, and, and we can extend a legacy. And if there's not a legacy to be extended, at least you can create another one. So I want to encourage you today. So, um, and I've already had a good morning. Um, and I was thinking, I actually went, um, fishing with Kevin this morning and like, um, I'm like the worst fisherman on the planet. So like, I never catch anything. And so, like I said, growing up on Memorial Day, we'd always go to the lake and like my cousins and all go fishing and throwing, you know, throwing their, not their pole in the water. If you throw your pole in the water, you kind of messed up, right? But I mean, throw their line in the water and, and they'd catch something everywhere and I never caught anything. But I remember it was just fun doing it, right? Or we'd go swimming and they'd have homemade ice cream and we'd just have a blast doing it. And so going out there kind of reminded me a little bit of, a, of, of being a kid, cause here I'm out here fishing and I'm out here spending time time with, with, with someone that, that I respect and, and just getting an opportunity to just be out, especially when it comes to, 
to all the stuff that's been going on. And so I was enjoying myself and I was just thinking as I was sitting there, this is so awesome. But here I am, I'm fishing and I'm like, whew, I don't ever catch anything. So like, there's nothing to worry about. Well, apparently I ain't been fishing with the right people because I ended up catching four big old fish and I didn't even mean to. And so I was like, good Lord, what's happening? I'll in fact tell you a funny story. Like they have these little seats on the, on the boat and, and he's like, don't lean back too far. It'll tip over. And I'm like, okay. So I get like the third fish on there and it's a, I'm so excited. I'm pulling it back and I go back like this and I fall completely over. So I got the fish in though, but it was pretty Western. I, I asked him before I got in that boat, did it buck? And he said, no, but I don't believe him. So anyway, <laughs> we got through it. I, I made it out and I made it out in a better situation and with more than I expected because not only did I just come away with fish and come away with fellowship, but I come away with with peace in my heart because I had an opportunity to remember some good memories from the past as I was sitting out there watching the bobber, right? And so bobber going up and down, you think a lot when you're doing that, right? You really should probably be focusing on fishing, but I mean, how do you focus on fishing, really, right? But anyway, so here I am. I was thinking, and it, I was like, "What? what's a good story in the Bible? And the Holy Spirit started speaking to my heart. And he told me about Peter. And we hear about Peter. And we hear about James and John, you know, and um, all the all these guys in the Bible that are disciples and had, a, had their lives impacted directly by Jesus. But you know something? You don't have to um, have been back then to have your life impacted by Jesus directly. He'll impact your life directly right here and right now and it's a more privileged way of him doing it because because we can have the king of the universe living inside us and walking in us and uh, living in us and walking through us and that's a great honor right so anyway here's peter and i'm thinking about peter man he was a rough fisherman man he talked in foreign languages right because you know you know um i hear people all the time they cuss and they say excuse my french and i'm like i'm pretty sure that's not french <laughs> you know it's like i'm around i'm around a lot of cowboys so i hear a lot of different words and right right now it's like, like man i'm no no worries about that but here's peter and i think he is just like that i was like we we picture these people we think of them as being like these straight lace never done a th thing or never said a bad word or no no he was real and i think that's what makes peter um gave peter an impact that that he had on this world that like a lot of people couldn't have because peter was real right and so that's to be our desire let's just be real let's just be honest let's just tell people you know the truth if you're struggling with something share it talk to someone about it call us like we'll pray with you right share it with someone because you're not alone and you're not supposed to be alone but we can be real and the good stuff going on too like i'm like hey i'm really good looking i mean if i didn't say that i'd be lying to you and i'm a preacher i'm not supposed to lie although i might every once in a while i don't mean to but not about that right so anyway what am where am i going on this good lord you guys need to pray for me right so anyway, so here's here's Peter, right? And he he's rough and tough and tumble. And and um yeah, I'm gonna start reading in Luke because you you look in Matthew and they tell a little bit, like, you know what's cool about when God calls Peter and Andrew? It's like it's in all four of the gospels, right? So here we start off with um with Matthew 
and he's like, Jesus has walked along the, along the lake, and he looks out and sees Peter and John. He's like, hey, boys, come on, let's we'll make you fishers of men, right? Well, it happened like that, but that was just a tidbit of the story. Sometimes we, we hear just a little bit of a story, and we think that's the entire story. In our life, a lot of times we hear that, and we think, well, well, I heard so-and-so about someone or so-and-so about this situation. And we think, well, we just heard this little bit and we know everything about it. And it's not true because there's a, it's not that it's not true. It is true, it's, but it's not the whole story. We need to get the whole perspective and get the whole story. And when we do, it will change our entire lives. So here's Peter. I bet you guys thought I was going to do Matthew 6 again. I'm not worrying. <laughs> I tricked you guys, right? No, I didn't. I didn't. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm like in a funny mood today and I'm excited to be right here in, in front of you talking to you guys. Even though you guys think I can't see you right now, I'm picturing you and I can see your faces and I love you and I miss you. So anyway, where am I at? So here's here's Matthew and he's like like walking by the water and he's like, oh yeah, come, come follow me. And then he gets to, to Mark and it's the same story, right? It's, but it's just a little bit of the story. And then you get to Luke. And Luke starts telling, like, Luke's a doctor, man. He's used to writing things down. Like, like they have to take notes for everything, right? And so I'm like, I'm like so he's going to be, he's going to be more specific and give you a little bit more of the story. And then John actually did too. And so set, set that up. And so um, what's funny is like, if you can learn to read the Bible in context and learn how God put it together, then then you can see how the story flows together. If not, you're gonna think, why do they have like four different stories and they don't? They're just the same story told in four different ways, right? And so anyway, enough of my rambling. Let me get to the word, because I think it's really cool. So here's Peter, and I'm gonna start out, um, we start out in verse four, um, Luke chapter four, and, um, Here's where we see the, the mention of, of, of Peter. They call him Simon here, right? So what did Simon say? <laughs> I'm sorry, Never mind. So here in, um, man, I'm sorry you guys have to put up with me like this today. I'm just happy, man. I guess that's what fishing does to you. These guys had to be happy. I don't know why they'd be grumpy fishermen. So here's here's Peter, right? So, so Peter's, um, Sat in here, or here, it's talking about Peter. Let me read Luke chapter four, verse 38, right? It says this, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over, over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on him. Uh, that's like some that's just typical to most of the women I know in my life right like you can't keep it keep them down right they're like so excited like like they're almost like oh they can't hardly do anything can't hardly move Jesus comes and prays for them and the first thing they do is hop up and they're looking about serving other people that's the heart uh, of so many of the great women that that are in our lives and that's that's a testimony of what God can do in someone's heart and so it's incredible you can already see her heart Man, she, she's laying sick. You know, Jesus comes and prays for her. She gets up and the first thing he goes, man, I'm going to serve you. I'm, I'm going to love you. And we can see this thread all through the Bible. As we always have to think, well, I'm going to do this for God. And then, and then when I do this, he's going to do something good for me. But it's not how it always worked in the Bible. And most of the time it worked because God done something. 
really good. And we're so grateful and we're so thankful that he done it. You know what we do? We're like, whatever you need, man. I just want to serve you. I just want to be in your life. I just want to, I just want to love you because you're worth loving. And that's uh, the difference between a relationship and religion. A relationship is about connection. Religion is about trying to get something. And most of us are, are trying to get something we already got. You guys hear what I'm talking about? And so it's real important for us to, to, um, to see God in context and see who he is in context and see what he's doing in our life in context. And when, when we do, it's going to set us free. So here's, here's, um, here's Peter. She gets up, she starts to wait on him. And when Jesus was, and when the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and laying his hands on each of them, he healed some of them. No, he didn't. He healed all of them. I don't know what this is. Maybe it's a new sign. Maybe I'm clueing to someone out there. It's a secret code. You'll never know now, will you? Huh? Anyway, okay. So <laughs> sickness and laying his hands on each of them, he healed them. Moreover, demons come out of many people shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ. You know what? The enemy it can be afraid of you, too. He can be attacking you. Some of you guys might feel under attack right now, and you're like, man, what did I do? I must be horrible. Maybe it's not because you're horrible. Maybe it's because of the great call you got in your life, and the enemy's trying to stomp you down because he knows that Jesus himself is living through you, and he's scared to death, right? And so, so, so they know right? The enemy knows. He knows he's stomped on, right? He's already been stomped on. He's got a crushed head, right? Don't be, don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself a break and trust God that God loves you so much that you're God's highest form of creation and he loves you so much. So here I am going and let me keep going. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him and when they came where he was, we they tried to keep him from leaving them, but he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because this is why I was sent. <laughs> what was he sent? To preach the good news of the kingdom of God. It's good news, right? Because that's why he's sent, right? And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Okay, so he, he left and now he's coming back. We see, see Simon Peter's mother-in-law's hill. And then here's, here's Peter coming on the scene again because in Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it says this. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, by the way, that lake's full right now. <laughs> it's been kind of in a drought over there in, in, in the Sea of Galilee, and it's full right now, which is a miracle. And thank you, Jesus, right? So with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats, two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one who be belonging to Simon. Now, who's Simon? He's Peter, who would later become Peter, who Jesus healed his mother-in-law, right? And asked him to put out, put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. So, so here Peter sees Jesus healing his, his mother-in-law, right? And now Jesus is coming by and he's like, hey, dude, can I borrow your boat and put it out? Because I want to share a little bit of the good news of the kingdom of God. I got good news for you, right? 
So, so Peter's like, hey man, sure. You know, I, I don't care, right? So he pulls out, they go a little bit, and Jesus sets down and talks. And then four, it says this, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. So Simon answered, master, dude, I know you better stick to preaching because you're not a fisherman. Now, if you'd have said that to me, it'd have been accurate, right? Although today, maybe not, hey, right? Anyway, so here he's like, dude, you're not a fisherman. I'm a fisherman. Oh, this poor guy, he just don't get it. He don't understand. And so, you know, you know, Peter says, master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. What has God been speaking to you? What has he been telling you? What, what have you been doing so hard and you've been trying to do all this and sometimes we try to do it in our own strength, right? And in, in, in our own effort and it's not about our own effort, it's about God being involved. And when God gets involved and we just say, you know what, I surrender this. And Jesus says, man, watch what I'm gonna do with it. Just let it down, just step out again. Maybe you fell before, but guess what? Just step out again, just do it again. Just trust me again. Just give me another shot in your life again. Maybe you're watching and you've been running from God and you've been hurt by a church or you've been hurt by your parents or you've been hurt by believers and you don't want anything to do with you. That's not God, right? But God's saying, guess what? Come back to me because I want to do something great in your heart. Let your net down again and watch what I'm going to do. Because you know what happened to Peter here? It's pretty incredible what happened to Peter because it says this. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And you know what happened? A big well come by and ran over it and it tipped the boat over and like they lost their whole boat and everything. And but Jesus just walked back on the water because like he could do that, right? No, I just I just made that up, especially for you. If you're watching, you don't know anything about the Bible. I made that story up and I will be clear to tell you when I make a story up like that, right? Here's what really happened, right? I'm just keeping you guys on your toes. And when they had done so, they, they caught such they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. So what, what happens? Like it, it fills up so much, they don't have enough, enough um, their nets are breaking it so full. So like they're calling other people around saying, hey, you come help me, you come help me, you come help me, right? Linda and um, the C4 uh, um, and the, and some of the C4 people were had the opportunity for some food. So they called and, and they're like, hey, do you need some food? And like, yeah, do you know anybody else who needs food? Well, let's call. And so she's calling around and then guess what? There's so much food that like we're giving away. Like she got food for us and then she gives our food away. I was like, what, what are you doing, right? I was like, we got a plenty of food, so don't worry about us, right? But anyway, so, so, and then, then, but there was so much of an overflow. Do you know what happened? It's God's blessing that we started giving that stuff away. And so that's what's happening right here. There's such an overflow that they start giving that stuff away. And that's how God works. He's like, uh, he's blessing and he's overflowing. That's how he works, works with us financially. That's how he works with us in love. That's how he works with us in, in hope. That's how he works with us in every aspect of our life. And that's how he's going to work in the church, right? He's going to he's going to feel so much 
hope and so much love and there's nothing we can do. Like there's such a big catch that we don't know what to do with. And we're going to have to, hey, we need help here and we need help there. That's how big God is. And that's how good God is. And that's his heart is, is for a catch. So we can trust him in that, right? Anyway, so Peter sees this. And Peter's like so, he's like so humbled again, just like his mother-in-law. He, she saw the goodness of God. The Bible says that it's the goodness of the, of the Lord that brings us to repentance, right? And so, uh, and then his goodness brings us to repentance and then we repent and then God brings us more goodness, right? And then we might have something else we got to repent about a little bit. And then, he, you know, it's just a cycle of, goodness man and as he's doing that goodness he's he's like um growing us into who we're supposed to be right so it's a it's a um a maturing process but it's it's a good process and we get to grow in it right so here's peter he's so excited he's so humble he says this he's like look he's like go away from me lord for i'm a sinful man he's like man i'm not worthy to even be in your presence I see who you are. I know you're the Messiah. I I know you're the Son of God, and I I can just feel your heart and your love, and I don't deserve it. And he's right. None of us deserved it on our own merits, but we deserve it because Jesus paid the price, and God obviously values us very highly to pay that kind of price for you and for me. That's something for you to think about. You're not worthless. You're you're not without hope and you're not without someone who cares about you the king of the universe gave his life for you and i don't care what you're going through and i don't care what you've done and i don't care where you're at god says you know something i love you you are valuable to me and i'm going to redeem the years that the that the locusts have eaten and i'm going to restore your life in ways you never dreamed is that you it's easy to say okay I'll do it, Lord. I'll just give you my heart. I'll give you my life. Maybe you know him. Maybe you've given him a life, but you've been running from him. And you're like, yeah. Maybe you've been struggling some. Just surrender. Say, God, Father, I just give my heart to you. I just surrender my life to you. And I know that it's going to work out because you're in my life. Watch what he's going to do. He's talking to you right now. Do you hear him? Man, he had to use me to say that. But he's talking in your heart. Listen to him. So he's like, get away from me. For all of his companions were astonished, right? They're like, what is happening? Because like, because God was blessing him because he obeyed God, everybody around him's getting blessed. Isn't that awesome? We're astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were this were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, "Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men." So they pulled up. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. So you guys might might not see me in person right now, but you, you're getting to hear. And we're getting to fellowship. But I'll tell you who is with us. It's the Holy Spirit. And I can feel him so strong. And I'm going to try to get this point out. Because it's incredible. Because we see this story of Peter. When he's on the water. And he's with Jesus. And then we see Jesus crucified. But he told Peter. He said you're going to deny me. 
So here Peter denies Jesus, right? And so, so not just once, not just twice, but thrice, right? I think that means three times in cowboy talk, right? But anyway, but three times, right? So, so here's Peter's broken and hurt again, right? And so Jesus um, had, has already gone to the cross. He's already risen again. And, he, and over here in Luke chapter 20, Jesus appears to his disciples and he appears to Thomas. And then it starts out here in um, Luke, or I'm in mean John, correct? John, sorry. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll fix that. That's me. So um, anyway, um, it's in John, not Luke. Um, so here we are in John chapter 21. It says this. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter Tom Thomas called Didymus. What a name. What does Didymus mean anyway? Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Does that sound familiar, right? Early the next morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, have you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. But when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of a large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, obviously this is a book of John. You know, it's funny how he, he knew who he was, right? Yoking on me mean, means God's grace, right? So, so God's grace knows that you're loved. When you have God's grace in your love, John is actually yoking on in Hebrew, but he's always re referring to himself as a disciple whom God loved. And I'm running out of time when I get, get rolling here, right? So it says, then the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say it, it is the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and he jumped into the water. And then it says this, the other disciples in the boat towing the net full of fish for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards when they landed. They saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. So now here, he, he, he it hits him. It's like, that's the Lord. And then Peter is remembering. He's like, wait a second. I remember when Jesus went out in my boat and then he said, cast your net on the other side and there's a net breaking thing. And now look, this dude's saying the same thing. Wait a sec, what if that's the Lord? And then someone says, that's the Lord. And Peter's like, it's the Lord. And now instead of running or, or saying, I'm a sinful man, I'm going to run from him. He says, that's my Lord and that's my Savior. And I'm going to run to him and I'm going to go to him because I remember how good he is and how much he loves me and what he said, the good news that what he said. And there's hope for me yet. And you know what there was? Because what God used Peter for was incredible because we're coming up on Shavuot or Pentecost here pretty soon and, and Pentecost was a day where Peter stood up and and he preached to 3000 preached and 3000 people were saved in one day I mean come on here here's here's Peter remembering 
What are you remembering? Maybe you're really discouraged right now. Remember where God's brought you from. Remember what he's done in your life. And pretty soon you're gonna find him on the shore of your life saying, hey, put the net out again. Hey, trust me again. Hey, I'm here with you, even though you think you're alone. Because he is. He loves you. And he's for you. So watch this. We get here. And Jesus has already got fish. Like he didn't even need to go fishing. Right? He's already got the fire. He's got fish. And he even made them bread. So like, go ahead and grab you some fish, boys. And let's sit down. And, and, and that's what they did. Right? And then Jesus reaffirms. Peter, actually, it's Peter's love reaffirmed because when they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly, truly love me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you really love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. I'll, and then he, he talks about his life, right? And then he says, follow me. What happened? Like there's three times right here. Like, and I'm running out of time. Man, I want, I'm not running out of time. Like I'm gonna run out of video time, right? So here, here's, here, here Jesus is like, hey, do you love me? And Peter's like, yeah, I love you. And he's like, hey, but do you love me? And Peter's like, uh, yeah, you know I do. And he's like, hey, do you love me? And Peter's feelings are starting to get hurt because he's like, wait, I done told you twice. Maybe he don't believe me now, maybe. And, but then maybe Jesus is trying to, reinforcing him he denied him three times and jesus was giving him the opportunity to turn his life around and reaffirm that no you are the lord no i do love you you are my heart you i i have you as the number one and i'm keeping you there and that's good news so what has jesus been telling you well i know one thing he'll tell you that he loves you and that he's for you and that you've got a great future. So just like Peter, you can remember, remember this Memorial Day, that God's for you, that God lo loves you, and that, that he is a restorer, and he is the one you can put your hope in. Anyway, I love you guys. It's so great to, um, to see you guys, and I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.